Hi, my name is Jackie, and this is Alive and Active. This podcast is a weekly devotional where we will study scripture and challenge one another to a lifestyle that is fully alive in Christ. In this devotional, I will challenge you to actively pursue what God says and how we can apply it to our lives. So grab your Bible and your favorite beverage, and let's dig in together. Hey, glad you're here. Last week, we talked about being an active part of the body of Christ. I hope you had time to reflect on what action steps you are taking to use your gifts to glorify the kingdom. This week, I wanted to elaborate on what should we do if there is division with people in or outside of the church. I feel like all the previous lessons were easy and fun for me to talk about. But this was really challenging and honestly pretty painful. If you have been listening to previous episodes, then you probably know by now I'm going to be really honest and vulnerable and I don't do well with beating around the bush or sugarcoating things. This has been a really difficult topic for me to discuss for a multitude of reasons. For one, I have personally lost some of my dear and closest friends that I very much care about after trying to handle division. It left me constantly wondering, I don't feel like I'm judging in my heart, so why are my actions coming off this way? How can I be a better friend? How can I be more supportive? Were my words not genuine, loving, or sincere enough? Were my words just spoken at the wrong time? I'm still learning about this topic myself. I don't have all the answers, and I often don't get it right, so... I have had to do a lot of searching and examining in my own heart, mind, and soul to create this episode. I have had to ask God over and over again to help me find the words. Another reason this topic has been so challenging for me is because America is in the midst of riots, racial, and law enforcement tension, and political debate. As a white woman, I feel so inadequate to talk about this. I'm ashamed that I pretty much my whole adult life have turned a blind eye and ran from the news like it was the plague. It just feels so unreal to think that racism still exists today. And the problems of our country seem so massive that it's heartbreaking and I feel hopeless. So I worry about myself and I try to do my best to serve and help out in my community bubble the best way that I can. So I don't watch the news or read any articles Because ignorance is bliss, right? Wrong. So wrong. This has been a very humbling week for me, you guys. Thank you, Lord, for the convictions of the Holy Spirit and the instructions you give us in your Holy Bible. As I studied the scripture on this topic, I realized Jesus and Paul did not run from the issues in society. Instead, they confronted them with the word of God. 1 Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 5, Paul says, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their promise from God. So Paul says, don't try to judge the heart. We do not have the right to make assumptions about what could be hidden in someone else's heart. As believers, we should not even fear judgment from other people, but instead fear judgment from God 
because he knows all and sees all. There is nothing hidden from him. We should always be like David in the Psalms because he continually asks God to search his heart and reveal any sin or wickedness that is hidden. David cries out to God in Psalm 139 verses 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. If we bring our sins to God and allow him to do the work in us, then we don't have to fear any judgment from the world. Amen. Now, we are all human. Therefore, we all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Situations will arise that is outwardly expressed sin. These are more lifestyle choices or actions that are not hidden within the heart. Scripture says that we do have an obligation to our fellow brothers and sisters to call them out in their sin. In 1 Corinthians 5, Paul is very straightforward and gives a bit of harsh, tough love to the Corinthian church for condemning an action of sexual impurity. Verses 1-5 through says, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of the Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Even though Paul's words are a bit harsh, his intention is for them to see that this is wrong And if the person that committed the sin realizes their consequences, they could repent and be saved from their sin. When we are a part of the church and we proclaim to be Christians, we represent followers of Christ. When we condone sin, it gives permission to dismiss God's instructions for our lives. Sin causes conflict between the flesh and the spirit. The church should represent walking in the spirit. Therefore, we want to address anything that contradicts God's instructions within the church. Paul even goes as far as saying to not even associate with people that proclaim to be Christians, but still choose a pagan lifestyle. Chapters 5 verses 9 through 11. Matthew 18 gives a little more clear step-by-step instruction on how to address conflict with your fellow believers. In verses 15 through 20, if your brother or sister sins go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over but if they will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses if they still refuse to listen tell it to the church and if they refuse to listen even to the church treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector truly i tell you Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. For wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. 
So we are called to try to reconcile and restore the relationship between the other person and God and keep the peace. But in some cases, when the person is unwilling to repent, they sadly have to be cut off from the church. To sum it all up, we should not judge anyone's hidden sin by making assumptions. We do, however, judge and address any obvious so that we may be a unified church, all heading in the same direction towards Jesus. It is important to note that these are instructions for fellow believers. This is not, however, how we address conflict and division with people that do not claim Christianity. I also want to elaborate that just because we are Christian doesn't mean that we're going to be without sin. Calling each other out within the church holds us accountable, but we're still human. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're going to spend the rest of our life without making mistakes. We are forgiven and free as Christians. The bondage of sin no longer holds us back. We are striving towards Jesus, and in our walk with him, he changes us and molds us to be more like him. That doesn't mean we're not going to be without the spirit and flesh battle. I actually want to go over that in more detail in my next podcast. So now let's talk about how we handle conflict for people that are outside of the church. Ephesians 4 and 5 tells us to have a gentle and loving approach in order to do our best to keep the church unified. Even if the person chooses the consequence of being disassociated with the church, we are still called to love and pray for everyone, including believers and non-believers. Chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 of Ephesians. Follow God's examples, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Okay, so Christ loved us when we were in our sin. Christ loved us so much that he chose to lay his life down for us. He put us above himself in a huge sacrificial way. We are to love others with Christ as our example. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13. What business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. And in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16, we get the instructions to not be evenly yoked together with unbelievers. It says, For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Bela? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And God says, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separated, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So Paul gives us some pretty tough instructions. Second Corinthians is simply referring to not making these people a part of your close-knit everyday life. First Corinthians 15 through 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. John 17 says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are held to a different standard. Even though Paul's instructions are tough, I also found comfort and hope. 
the good news is when we are obedient, we get the honor and privilege of walking and talking in harmony with God of the universe. Now that makes the uncomfortable conversations worth it. Okay, so in closing, for the first time ever, I actually have announcements this month. If you would like more information on God's heart for racial reconciliation, I'm going through a phenomenal book called Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. I believe that change has to start with honest and real conversations in our own homes. On June 11th, I'm starting a Zoom discussion with a group of women to discuss the questions from the book. Spots are unfortunately full for June, but if you would like to be a part of a July discussion, please send me an email that you can find in the show notes. Also, I would love to hear any questions you might have on starting your own discussion table. I promise you, this book, Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison, is worth your time. If you are following my podcast, I will not have a new post next week because I will be traveling with family. But I hope you will join me in two weeks. I'm going to be talking about if we can still live in a sinful lifestyle as Christians. Y'all, please pray for me this week. The topics God is laying on my heart and revealing to me through my own personal devotions are not easy for me to talk about. So if you're feeling stretched and challenged by these devotionals, or you are frustrated or sad for our country, you are not alone, my friend. In order to grow and change, we have to experience some growing pains. I want you to know that we are in the trenches searching and longing for growth and change together. So here is your challenge for the next two weeks. Review the scripture from this podcast. I know it was a lot, but I think it would be worth going back and visiting in your own quiet time. Ask yourself if there is anyone in your life you have conflict with. Evaluate how to handle the division according to scripture. Consider how you can address the conflict. Maybe typing out a letter to them, giving them a call, or asking them to join you for coffee or a meal. Thank you so much for listening. This awesome song is titled Meant to Be by Ark North featuring Christina Marina. Please know I am praying for you every week and I would so love it if you would pray for me as well because your prayers are powerful and effective. I would love to hear how this week's episode impacted you and I hope you'll join me next week. Until next time, let's go be doers of the alive and active Word of God.